Welcome to this edition of our Marketing Insights podcast series. My name is Nicole Young, and I'm the Senior Marketing Manager here at McGraw-Hill Education. Today, I'm excited to be joined by authors and educators, Dr. Greg Marshall and Dr. Mark Johnston, both of Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. Welcome to the podcast, Greg and Mark. Hi. Thank you. Today's podcast topic is called What's in a Name? and is based off of a very recent headline where two major well-established brands, Dunkin' Donuts and Weight Watchers, have decided to change their name in favor of a more modern company name and image. But could one of you briefly describe our listeners a summary of what Dunkin' Donuts and Weight Watchers recently announced that they are doing with their name change? Sure thing. This is, this is interesting stuff because this is like a brand makeover, and both Dunkin' Donuts and Weight Watchers are pretty iconic brands. I think we'd all agree. But they've decided that they're going to change their brand name in ways that are not insignificant. For example, Dunkin' Donuts is going to change to just Dunkin', and Weight Watchers is going to become WW. So how about that? Two brands, well-known, globally iconic, all of a sudden are going to be called something else. Wow, that is really interesting for sure. It makes me think of another question. Um, what are some things that a company should consider when they are evaluating their decision to do a name change like this? And who could, should be involved in that type of decision? Well, this is actually a, a, a critical decision for any company when they are thinking about changing their, their brand name. One in particular with companies that have very strong, powerful brands to begin with. Uh, the key in, in looking at this is to consider the long-term strategic implications of a name change. And I think that what we see in the examples uh, here with Weight Watchers and Duncan is that they viewed their business as dramatically and radically changing. Uh, Duncan Donuts moving past simply being a donut place or a coffee place to offering uh, sandwiches and other kind of products and in many cases, they felt that that limited the, the people's perception of what they offer at Duncan. And again, the, the same is true with Weight Watchers, to move away from kind of the weight watching perspective to a broader, more healthy lifestyle perspective. These are strategic decisions the company makes. Uh, and so as a result of those strategic decisions, they felt that it was important to change their, their name. With respect to who should be involved, this should happen at the highest levels of the organization. Certainly you want the marketing people involved, but you, you need people involved in strategic planning. You'd certainly want the highest level in the organization up to and including the CEO. People that understand the long-term strategic implications of the decision and have an understanding of where they want the company to go going forward. Absolutely. Not something you'd want to do lightly, that's for sure. So yeah. in thinking about that, what metrics would you use to test and measure brand perception after rebranding efforts? I'm sure there are many, but any that you um, could speak to briefly. Well, that's always the key question in marketing nowadays, isn't it? Because marketing has become a discipline where measurement of success is very central. And following up on Mark's points, 
There's uh, one other particular constituency that comes to mind when metrics come into the picture, and that's the customer themselves. And firms more and more are focused on the customer experience, and it would be very curious if the customer's viewpoint was taken into account on this. So if I had to say what metrics are the most relevant, I'd, I'd point out a few. One, first and foremost, what are the customer's perceptions? What do they think about these changes? And even if it's after the fact and they didn't reach out to the customers in advance, let's get some data on how customers are responding to these changes. I think even if the customers weren't involved in the process that led to this, there are some things that the company could do after the fact based on feedback from customers that would probably make the brand transitions a little bit more successful. Uh, another important type of metric, I believe, frankly, is more of an internal metric. I'd like to know inside the organization, what are the employees from tip to toe doing to support this change in the brand? And so some behavioral metrics about all of the touchpoint people inside our firm to make sure that they are supporting this transition in the brand. Because everything is all about social media, digital marketing, and many immediate types of marketing communication nowadays, uh, employees and organizations have to really be on their toes to be able to support something as important as this brand transition. So I'd be doing some internal uh, numbers crunching on that to make sure everybody is effectively on board and communicating. And then probably the, the, the sorts of metrics that uh, marketers are focused on the most is performance metrics. Let's look and see how the brands are doing. Uh, at a certain point in time, are we getting, for example, in the uh, uh, industry that Dunkin' Donut competes in, are we getting a greater share of wallet? Are we seeing revenues go up? Is this impacting the number of sales per tickets? All of those traditional restaurant-type metrics. Uh, the scary part about making a brand change of this type is that organizations often don't actually do a very good job of tracking these things that I've mentioned. And even though metrics may not be the sexiest part of marketing, the truth is metrics is one of the most important parts of marketing. And in this case, since we're unsure about the outcomes, I'd be wanting to take these metrics starting from day one. Goodness, absolutely. Well, one would hope that this doesn't happen, but in reality, I'm sure that it does. What happens if post name change, it becomes clear that it was a mistake? Can there be a do-over? Well, un unfortunately, no. Uh, when you say, can there be a do-over, once you make the change, that ship has sailed. So one of the challenges is as much work and preparation as you do, once you launch a new name, uh, it's out there. And so one of the challenges, as, as Greg was mentioning, is looking at uh, customer reaction, looking at some of these traditional kinds of performance metrics over a long period, over some period of time in order to assess what's happening uh, post name change. Is it working? Are we seeing some, some change, not only in people's perceptions, but also in terms of more traditional uh, metrics? But the, but the challenge, of course, is once you've done it, uh, now you've got to make the most of the situation. So one of the things that, that, that companies want to be sure is that 
they understand what the timeline for all of this is. So people's perceptions uh, become relatively fixed. And when you engage in a major name change, such as we see happening with Weight Watchers and Dunkin' Donuts or Duncan, we see that, that as senior managers, oftentimes you start to look at those initial, the initial feedback, whether it's from the customer or in terms of uh, more traditional metrics, and you're not seeing the kind of change you're hoping for. Uh, you know, executives become very nervous. You have to invest the time and the resources to bring the customer where you want them to go. And um, sometimes the, the executives do get nervous in looking at, we were hoping to see change faster, a uh, positive change faster, and it doesn't happen. But, but you, you, you can't really go back and undo what you've done. You can't go back and say, well, we were just kidding about Duncan. Now we're going to go back to Duncan Donuts. No, you'd have to go to someplace else in terms of the name change. So the, the, the key challenge here in assessing and considering what you've done is to allow sufficient time and investment of resources to clearly understand whether or not the name change has worked. Absolutely, risky business for sure. So we've discussed the importance of branding and naming and metrics and customer journey so far here in our What's in a Name segment. But another aspect of this is Duncan's distribution of Baskin Robbins ice cream. So how does this development impact that product partnership? Well, I have to chuckle a little bit about this because um, in my history, I actually was a brand manager in consumer packaged goods. And when I learned that they were making a name change at the Duncan corporate level, and yet they also have strategic partnerships with other brands, I'm thinking to myself, I hope that everybody's aligned on this because there is a real challenge. Uh, Baskin Robbins is staking its reputation on the fact that the Duncan's piece is going to be successful, and Duncan probably has no evidence as to what's going to happen with this name change. So I'd be a little bit concerned if I was in the driver's seat on this. I think it could impact the partnership, and uh, frankly, there are other uh, fish in the ocean to partner with. Uh, this. Uh, issue is very similar for Weight Watchers because Weight Watchers going to WW, which in the blogosphere, on social, etc., has been very controversial. And it's been controversial with Weight Watcher members, people who go to Weight Watchers. I'm very, very curious about how this WW plays out with all the various partners, manufacturers across the supply chain that Weight Watchers is putting their brand on because if you go in the grocery store and look in almost every section of the grocery departments, including frozen food, you're going to find products that are Weight Watcher branded. And I guarantee you, as sure as we're on this podcast, that the Weight Watcher brand and the equity it brings was one of the reasons why some of those manufacturers of those food products partnered. I'm very curious what they think about being partnered with WW. Absolutely. Very fascinating indeed. So thank you both so much for your insight in this important and relevant topic facing marketers today. And thank you to our listeners of the Marketing Insights podcast series. Do read more about this topic or other engaging, highly relevant recent topics for discussion or thoughts related to marketing and marketing management concepts 
Be sure to check out the author's blog site found at marshall-johnstonmm.com. Until next time, dear listeners, this is Nicole Young, Greg Marshall, and Mark Johnston signing off. We hope you have a great day, and you will join us again next month for another edition of the Marketing Insights Podcast Series.